Training Game Podcast. Welcome back to our part two of our last episode where we talked about mental health and the effects of it um, in your life and also how to overcome that. Uh, my name is John Kioskarigis, one half of the Training Game Podcasts. My brother here. I'm Big John DePaulo. How you guys doing? Thanks again for joining us this week. Uh, we were talking before we set this up and I wanted to touch up on it before we get to that part of uh, getting into what you were saying last week about being part of uh, having it be like a boxing match before you get into the ring, quote unquote, with this negative energy and vibe and what you have to do to overcome it. But before we touch up on that, you made a really important point about personal trainers and what sometimes would happen in the personal training world. And this is also a stigma that I feel like turns people away from them when there's a lot of good personal trainers out there. But sometimes you get the stigma if, if let's say you're a young female or middle-aged female or whatever age you are, but you're apprehensive about approaching a uh, personal, personal trainer just because of the stories that you hear, that you're just in it just to get in someone's pants, that you're in it just because you, know, you want to be near a pretty woman or you want to have that kind of power over that. What would you have to say to that? Because I know you as a person uh, that you're not like that at all, but I want to get an idea because I feel I believe in your training and how it's helped me. And I'd like for you to talk about that a bit. Um, based on what I've seen in the gym, is what you're saying. Uh, I feel that clients should be a lot, for starters, a lot more careful about what they look for when they purchase a package with a trainer lack of a better term, you, you should know what you're signing up for too. I've, I know that this is a big thing about personal training and it precludes a lot of women from going through with a package. The men's intentions, is, are they genuine or are they on a different level? And I do know of a couple of situations where they get personal with clients. I've, I've heard about situations and being a trainer and seeing clients with their trainers all the time this is when I work for a gym. Um, you start to notice a difference in their behavior. Because all trainers observe trainers to see what they're doing. They want to see what I was doing with my clients, but I want to see what wrong thing they're doing with their clients. Funny little pendulum, right? I thought it was. It's a great way to observe that. Right, right, right. So, but when I observe sometimes, in the beginning, sometimes you look at something, you're like, wow, I wish sometimes my client looked that serious when you're talking to them too. But sometimes it's not that. It could be something like attention. Because then you'll see maybe a couple of weeks in, being involved with sharing the same circle and the same equipment, you, you notice behaviors. You'll notice they're very distant from each other. Where did that come from? You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's, that's just me being presumptuous. But then people talk in the gym, and they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Two and two is four. That's why they're acting distant. You get it? Yeah, I totally get it. I mean, what what would you say to someone who's getting into that if what to not really what to look out for, but what would not raise a red flag for them, but you would advocate would raise a red flag for you that could lead to something that they wouldn't want? Credibility. It's like looking for a five a five star diner. You look online at credentials, right? Okay, same thing. If you think this person's a trainer and they look really good, because they just look good. It doesn't mean they know what they're doing. They might got a couple of clients. You don't just flock with them. You ask a few people. You know about this guy, John? Have you trained with him? No. 
You know someone who has? Yeah, I do. Good reviews? Very good. Hmm. And you try to accumulate more seeds of reaffirmation that he's good. I would say credibility. That's a super intelligent response that I, I, I appreciate just hearing from that as far as a person because it, it provides something that I don't know if I would have. I mean, of course, you look into that for buying a car or like, hey, like, right. does this car run right? But I guess in a way, you, you have to apply it in that fashion if you're looking out for certain red flags because, okay, now this guy has a credible not only resume, but now people that are surrounding him that he works around are telling you that, you know, he's a credible source and this and this That's and this. He's doing, yeah. yeah. But the ultimate red flag is don't ask jaded sources. <laughs> <laughs> That's also very wary of. Yeah. There's a lot of those around. Um, thank you for that answer. Now we can go back to uh, talking about uh, what we talked about last week. And you said something really interesting to me because I know that you're, you love boxing and you have, uh, Either have you coached it before, or have you? Uh, are you just really heavily involved in the sport? I've done both. I had a little bit of an amateur upbringing, very little, a minor role in it, but I accrued so much knowledge over such a minor time. I was really good with my hands. I was quick. I was very elusive too, and I always had a reply or, or a counter reply for someone. So, looking at that, you train a different way when you're young, and people are training you to fight. They train to condition you to be powerful too. They don't train you to sculpt you. And I was training that way for a long time. When I hit about 19, 18 or 19, yeah, I remember following the wrong crowd and wanting to build big muscles because you, you think that's the way to go. Absolutely. You're young, you make mistakes, you're naive, still getting your feet wet. I went that route and I really liked the way it looked, much like any 19-year-old would versus wouldn't. <laughs> right and i said i think i choose this because now i already know how to defend myself who's gonna mess with me you don't think on where this sport could take you in the next 20 years you don't think about that but you just think about how you feel in the moment my point of this is that i i regret sometimes putting on such a huge amount of muscle without taking advantage of building enough amount of muscle with power and strength and training like an athlete and getting paid to knock people out <laughs> it's like an out of jail free card right there that is it absolutely doesn't really matter card. they know what they're signing up for right that's true i mean it, it is it is a, a <laughs> huge sport and i mean i bring that up because you related it to going into a boxing match when you're trying to push negativity out of your out of your inner circle your vicinity so that you can now bring that positivity back into your life and relating it to fitness-related stuff like overcoming a hurdle of just getting in there, getting out there, taking a walk, et cetera. Yeah. Comparing it to that was fascinating for me because I know that you had that little background, right? And yeah. the fact that on the level for you in order to make that happen, it has to be like a boxing match. Yeah, well, what happens is a person going to a boxing match, they go into a battleground. So it's either they're going to potentially, God forbid, die or the opponent's going to die. It's not really going to happen. No one's going to get to die. It's the odds are low, but you're bringing your soul into that ring and you have it either taken from you or you're taking it from someone else. So all the adrenaline that it causes you to release, that's got to be motivating. It's adrenaline. You run on adrenaline. Cars run on engine, fuel, gas, right? 
So I use that mentality because I'm a real extremist in the gym. There's a part of me that comes across as unapproachable in the gym. I've it, seen that too, which is you're such a personable guy when people get to see you and talk to you, but I can I can see the perception of that happening. And I yeah. I feel like that's just a societal thing that is brought upon looking a certain way. And I feel like it's wrong. How how does that make you feel? Does it does it ever put you in a negative rut when that happens? Not at all. In in the beginning, you still <clears throat> because I know exactly where my heart, my intentions are. In the beginning, how was that for you? What what was happening? What I could clearly recall, it's probably about twenty six, twenty seven. It's one my 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 muscles were starting to mutate. They were starting to get pretty pretty pronounced, pretty big, and I'm um, always had a more of a rougher outer shell so when you combine the two a muscle bound with a rough looking shell people equal that to a problem or a bully or antisocial arrogant narcissistic but the truth is that to it people some people just don't believe what they see and they're afraid to decode it to, to talk a little deeper with it to see if it's really that kind of person yeah, I can relate to that on, on a different aspect from... I'm used to it, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right, you kind of, you almost become uh, null to it. You become so immobilized by it, you've, you've had it happen so many times to you, it's just like another, another day in the neighborhood. And, I, you know, I can, I can attest to that with myself in a different way because we always have this conversation where you feel like when people are in the gym, you're very unapproachable. You're, you're the most approachable guy when you talk to you. And I feel like people in the gym usually would approach me, but when I'm very involved in like, you know, something that is- Weight training. Yeah, like I have to do a, I don't know, like a very, very heavy squat that, I, that scares me quite honestly, because the bar is really heavy. I'm wrapped and I know what I need to do. There may not be something there. Yeah, and I, I'm- afraid and i need to focus on that and sure. when i'm impeded by that it destroys that focus and i can no longer go after that weight again and so it's just interesting to me when you know you go into the gym and i've gotten past that negative part and you're you're in there you have all these now forces coming outside to affect you as you as you are starting your process right. <laughs> and now you have to kind of nullify these things and what I would have to say about that is that if you can remain constant, that you have gotten there already, you've already won. Now just keep going, keep continuing, because you only can you control your own progress. Correct. You don't let someone else in there control your progress. You don't let those any outside negative force. Right? We've heard that line before, but we don't let those outside sources coming in and and impede your progress because now it's now it's messing with your. Uh, mental clarity the connection yeah it destroys that and i feel like that happens way too much and i just need to say that for that it does it does something like that you have no control over really though you know yeah it's, it's called headphones to me <laughs> same for me once that headphones once i do that i go in i put on headphones if i'm training with someone like you or someone on equal level and i mean that in a way where you're just like what i was talking about before you're right there with me in sync, yeah. you're in sync with me and it's really important and it, people don't quite understand that but when you get to a level where you have done so much conditioning and training it's it's like a athlete i would compare it playing in the nba 
and he has someone from college now working with him, you have to kind of be on that NBA level to match that intensity mm. because it's a different ball game, quite literally. And so when I'm training with someone like you, I need to have someone with that same matching intensity or else it just doesn't work. Yeah, because, well, you're mentally porting into each other too. Yeah. So if, if you're porting into a person 100%, and they're going 50%, it strips you of energy. It actually, that's what it does. You got to create an overdrive where you got to put 100% into them. And if, if they feel it and they're genuinely putting the same amount of energy, they reciprocate it back and forth. Yeah, most definitely. To me, my workout partner, Dave, have when we train once in the blue, we still train, but once in the blue, we got a powerful connection coming in the gym. We know it's a task. We already know we're not people that when we spot each other our eyes are gallivanting all over the place we're locked in and we're honed in on exactly why we came here in the first place to train and you got to see man it creates like this harness of energy like this circle of energy i don't know where there's no one in our area like 20 people i'm out of 30 seconds all doing strange things too yeah <laughs> you know we even touched up on that about yeah, why ethics. people do those yeah. things and it's you know a lot of the insecurities come out and I can't even say okay. that it, it hasn't happened to me in my world because I've always embraced learning. I've always, even now, I've always embraced learning. And if I'm wrong, I admit that because you, there's a humility with it. You, you gain so much more knowledge back from that rather than just repressing it and saying, I know everything. But I also can take that back to the other coin where I've seen, um, kids in there and i say kids but like early early teens in the gym there's like maybe five or six of them and you know i've seen them just go over and test weights out and chat with their friends and you know they might they're not doing the workouts correctly but i look at that and i'm i'm inspired by that kind of a thing too because we have one coin where there's us in there where there's like a a different aura with training because we only know one way to go you know i when you strong, compete you only strong. know one way to go for yourself you only know one way to go Zero to 100, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Zero all the way to 100. For me, it can never be middle ground. It's either I'm in 100 or I'm out completely. I yeah. can never be 50-50 with anything. Yeah. And, you know, it just shows that level of dedication. But even for seeing these teenagers in there, early teenagers, I'm so stricken by that because I say, wow, that's such a cool thing. You know, they, who cares if you don't know what you're doing, right? Who cares if you're learning? But you're in there collectively exposure you're having a good time right you're understanding what different weights are and you know what those are the people i find that will come over and ask questions and become the most productive down the and road. absolutely they become the most productive because they want to learn exposure and, and that's the main thing is you nailed it exposure exposing yourself to these circumstances getting out there i really feel like pushes the mental focus through it helps get the mindset in the right way because you don't have to go there and know what you're doing all the time. Nobody's going to know what you're doing the first time. It's okay to ask, but it's about asking the people with the right intentions and how you find that is what we opened with. Uh, even finding a personal trainer is just go by credibility, you know, or, or come in with a friend or, or, you know, go out there and say, I'm going to go where, uh, at a time when it's really dead and I'm just going to ask one of the workers that's working, can you show me these machines, please? That's all it takes. You don't have to feel embarrassed. And I would urge people to not feel embarrassed because I was once there. Big John was once there. How many people are like that though? No, they're not. You know, I, I feel like pushing pushing that out there is a great way to to engage in any type of 
outdoor activity or indoor activity just for 30 minutes a day. That's all you've got to do. It really is going to provide such a better foundation for yourself. It's going to promote that positivity and, and positive energy. And it really did help push me through depression. It, it really, it really helped me. And, uh, and even for you yourself, being able to get in there and, uh, and be active stimulates scientifically, like we said, promotes positive endorphins. Serotonin, yeah. Now, going on that topic of positive effects of endorphins, okay? Wow. How do you feel about that? And, and where did you actually find out for yourself, like, hey, this is, this is working, it's, it's real? You know, people can tell you all the time, yeah, you go here, you're going to release positive endorphins. What is an endorphin? It's a, it's a feel-good chemical messenger sent from your brain when you're doing something in a positive mood. When you're some, doing something that's, your brain becomes mind-altered. You, you have euphoria? Of course. Of course. It puts you I in think a state we all of euphoria. Your brain starts mimicking these feelings of chemical messages called dopamine and endorphin. Those are neurodrive factors or nootropics. Um, and they just create a total ease of just of certainty in your body where you just feel that good. It's like a high you're always chasing in the gym. But it's a high that could be very underappreciated too by not going to the gym thinking, ah, you know, I went yesterday. I'll not go today. I'll recover. And they don't see how they are until maybe they're biting their nails. If you're like me. What is? While you're watching TV, you're like, why am I doing this? You can see my anatomy. I know my mother feeds me at home. What's going on? Right? <laughs> why am I eating it's my like hands? feeding time at the zoo, my, my thumb. <laughs> but I realized that's got to be coming from some nervous habit. What's invoking that? I know. He's not in the gym. You go in the gym, you're not doing, you're not gnawing on your fingers. You understand? Yeah. And that is a sign that you need to be in the gym. Right? It's a reminder. Yeah. I've noticed myself when I, I, I went through that process and I said, okay, like, how do I break out of this? And I would sit at home and it's, it was an unnatural thing for me, but it became so natural because it became an, an inadvertent habit. It just, it just kept progressing into just waking up and getting a bite to eat sitting there maybe reading something maybe watching tv i don't know listening to a podcast right you're saying a routine a routine that wasn't detrimental what my routine should be to create positive habits oh i see where you're going with this you know it was it was a routine for me where when you were working out when i wasn't working out I was just in a routine where I was not being productive to the point where I would feel good during the day. I could do whatever I needed to do. And that's when I figured out there was a missing piece component. What was it? Gotcha. I knew you help expose it. Yeah. And until now, it, it becomes part of you. But I, I feel like when you're going in there now, and I, okay, I go back into the gym, I feel good about myself. I was like, okay, that was the missing component because now I'm not at home, like you were saying, biting my nails. Now I'm not at home. You know, yeah, watching TV for like, you know, several hours and I love TV, but now I'm making a habit to not turn the TV on until it's like five or 6 PM at least Yeah, because there's so much production you can do throughout the day, whether you're working from home. Okay. You're working on to five. That's not going to happen anyways. You're not going to turn on the TV when you get home, you want to relax, but I guarantee you I was working 12 to 16 hour days on a graveyard shift. Okay. At hotels. 
And I said to myself, how am I going to include fitness in my routine again? Because I know it needs to be a component. I'm coming home in the morning. I'm extremely exhausted. I leave before I go. I'm still extremely exhausted. Okay. And I have a home life I need to take care of. Then I have the work. Then I have to worry about taking care of monotonous tasks like, okay, doing laundry, you know, making food, this kind of stuff. But I, I, I can't tell you the things that saved me were getting in the gym either before I went there or right, right when I came out because I knew that my mind was stimulated. I knew I had that energy and I said, go and do it now because I'm not going to want to do it later. No. And that's all it takes for a nine to fiver. That's all it takes because I've been One there for thing. over two years continuously. And now that I'm in a different state, you know, I have different things going on, different work. Um, I'm allowed different allotted times that work for me. I personally like getting in there at like 10 o'clock, you know. Me too. Maybe nine o'clock if I'm feeling really good. Nine and 11 yeah, is my spot. It feels great. If I yeah. was doing contests and I had no choice, I would get in there at seven, but it's still a bit early for me. I need those two meals in, like yeah. you were saying. Yeah. But I, I guarantee you if, you, if the nine to fivers, the everyday people that want to try this out, want to get into just being active, you don't need a, a full diet plan yet. You don't need a whole progressive uh tasks uh you know expert routine to get in there and go work out just go in there get yourself outside walk run for 30 minutes do at least 30 minutes or get involved in the gym for 30 minutes check out a machine stay on one machine for for all for you care for for 30 minutes test it out at least you're out there and getting active and it will work for you it'll promote positivity it'll push you through the next phases and it'll give you that energy and you'll get better sleep I, i promise you that one well, those are both linked very closely. Yeah, they are. You know, it's also a, a sign of insomnia, low magnesium levels too. A lot of people don't understand magnesium. It's full effect. One thing also, speaking of magnesium, I want to talk about was muscles and what they're composed of. Muscles are composed of all different percentages. Uh, protein, one might say 14, one might say 17%. Carbohydrates, whatever it is, 13, 14. But then there's water. It conflicts between 70 and 71, 72. Well, I've heard a lot of different numbers. They're basically like on 75. 69, 68. So your muscle, having said all that, your, your muscles comprise the most water, right? Electrolytes, sodium, magnesium, potassium. Where am I, where am I going with this? After your workout, don't be so quick to look for, I got to have protein, I got to have protein, I got to have protein. And I'm not trying to destroy what goes on for gyms and how they make money. That's not at all. This is remember, this is educational, not just motivational. You actually, I'm gonna when you continue saying this because I'm already linked with you right now. Yeah, because this I've spoken to you about this, this has before. helped me. The top component that has helped me out. Now go on. <clears throat> so what John is talking about, how I've actually changed things and helped him maximize his potential even more on top of the gains he was making already before he knew this little big secret was all right. So I turned them on to some, some water, some hydrated water with a little pink salt. Why pink salt? What's in the pink salt? Minerals. What is, what is the muscle mostly? Water and minerals, right? Electrolytes. So John, when I turned that on to you, what's the first thing you noticed that was better or for worse? What was it? Honestly, it gave me more of that I don't know, electrolytes. It, it, it replenished all the electrolytes in my body that I had lost. I felt like I wasn't as thirsty. 
Okay. If that makes so you, sense. You feel like, hydrated. Yeah, because as you're as you're working out, you do get that dehydration, you get that lactic acid buildup and stuff, and that just basically means you had a, a good quote unquote pump. Yeah. Um, but I felt I don't know how I explain I felt like lighter. I felt more I felt like I had more energy, if that makes sense. Did you feel fuller too? I did feel full, not like how a protein or a meal would make me full. But my body was satiated. You nail it. <clears throat> you, you're giving your body what it needed. It needed electrolytes. Yeah. And that's something I didn't know. Yeah, I mean, because they're mostly as the most important thing aside from protein. Absolutely. This whole window of opportunity. I got to get home. I got a protein. Window of opportunity. There's your window of opportunity. <laughs> There's no window of opportunity, man. You got like two hours or something. Some people arguably say 24 hours. Don't worry about that, man. Yeah, and that can be a, another deliberating factor going back on that mental health track of like, oh, I didn't get my meal in at the right time. Now I, now I feel like the rest of my workout of my day is gone, gone to shit because I didn't have this at the right time. It's okay. Just make sure you, know? you have amino acids. Yeah. And branch chain amino acids. Yeah, and it's a simple thing that you can carry. It's inexpensive. You can go buy it and you, and you just... Take that and you'll be fine. Go home and eat something. Don't worry about you know crushing uh, crushing a protein shake. I'm a, I'm a culprit over too, guys. Listen, I I go after the gym and I actually have have the electrolytes, but I I crush the protein protein shake like everyone else. But at the same time, it's like if I don't have that, it's okay. You just get that get the minerals in your body, which is what your body actually needs, and we, then go home and eat something. We also know some people are not going to do it because a lot of people have a fear of knowing what kind of powder to buy. Electrolyte powder, and let's face it, most people are not going to have pink salt and water. Yes. Right. So here's a really cool thing to do. This is what I do from time to time, probably once a week. Watermelons, right? People hear that, they hear high in sugar, right? They get scared of it. Should I have it? Too much sugar? Is it too many calories? Well, <laughs> it's high in sugar, but it's also loaded with magnesium and potassium. What are minerals? What's electrolyte powder? All of these things above, magnesium, sodium, potassium. So what I do once a week, I put half a watermelon in a blender. I take the seeds out. It's actually delicious. I've done it. In the blender, right? Very healthy. Yes. And I add a banana too. So in case the magnesium is higher in the watermelon than the, uh, the actual banana, there's a balanced ratio of, of potassium and magnesium. I also put a scoop, that's it, of protein powder in there. Whey isolate, maybe I'll put in grass-fed whey. Whatever I have, which is always a reputable thing, it's always a reputable source. And um, right there, you got three things. You got the conversion amino acids from the protein powder, right? Number two, you got the minerals packed in with the watermelon, right? And then the, the banana with the potassium. And you got the sugar from the watermelon. What is that going to do? That's an, you know that acts like an insulin transporter? It's sugar. You know what the I pancreas, love about all this too? The pancreas goes, Can I borrow some insulin, please? For what? To drive all these nutrients to the muscle cells. How much you need? We're running on the highway. You figure it out. So they give them excess. There you go. And the muscles get fuller. This is for people looking to get bigger, stronger. And it's super, it's, I it's really natural. Do that. You know, that's what I love about it. It's, it's stuff that's healthy for you. You can buy at the grocery store. It's not expensive. And it's, it's going to be providing the nutrients that you need for yourself. Here's another way around it too. It's interesting. Get a half an avocado, crush it up in a blender. Whey protein vanilla powder. 20 grams, a little almond milk, unsweetened. You got enough sugar in there already. And a banana, same thing. What's the avocado? 
loaded with potassium, magnesium, which is banana, loaded with potassium. Don't knock until you try it. It's really good. You could take it a step further, maybe, and you could probably put like a couple of berries in it, increase the fiber. But last I checked, avocados are high in fiber too. So I I love I love all these like little recipe ideas, and I I see how excited you get, and I want to ask you a question. What would Big John do if he didn't have the gym? If that kid at nine didn't pick up that weight bench and and literally drag it home on his back, okay, what would what would that guy be doing right now if you didn't have something like that? I don't even know. I can't think of anything good though. <laughs> so, do you feel know. like it actually? Do you feel like the gym helped save you in a way too? Wait, wait a minute. Actually, what am I saying? Probably baseball player. Probably baseball, some kind of sport. That's what I would do. Uh, I would see myself training like an athlete, more like maybe a fighter or something like that. But luckily, weight training got a hold of me quick. Yeah, I think thank that's. You, thank you for to Bruce Banner, <laughs> the Hulk. Thank you, Lou Ferrigno. It's the one you that can was. Come by if you if you need to. That was my motivating factor. No, he was a he was a big motivating factor. I, I'm you know me and you are big fans of pumping iron. And, um, and that whole era. And I, I used to love it because my, my first training coach when I was doing contests, um, he would also compete in the golden era. His name is Tony Pandolfo and he passed quite a while ago. But he was such a fantastic man because he, he really pushed me in this um, uh, and advocated for that positivity for me in my life. And he really, really helped push, you know, the fitness and bodybuilding in the gym. And I th I don't know where I would be without it. I, I I would hate to say that it, I would say that it wouldn't be something good either, just because of the nature of the neighborhood that you grew up in. And yeah, you know, people say you grow up in wherever it is, like Bensonhurst, or I grew up downtown Brooklyn, or um, even for you, Big John, you grew up in in Bensonhurst area, right? Correct. Yeah. I mean, there's goods and part good and bad parts of all neighborhoods. I'm not saying the neighborhoods were bad, or it's just the people that you're surrounding yourself with could be really bad. Absolutely. And I feel like- It could be even bad in, in a good area. Absolutely. Good neighborhood. Absolutely. It looks pretty on the outside, but on the inside, it may not be as great from where you are and your perspective is. And that's a dangerous thing because it's deceiving. Very deceiving. And you can go out and feel like these things are working for you. But it, if, if, if you're in that kind of a rut and there isn't an after school program, I would say I would encourage you guys to just get out there and do something that is going to be positive where- Maybe it is playing baseball. Maybe it is if you're not involved in sports at all, uh, go for a walk at the park. You know that I, that I, really I, helped me out, uh, especially recently. And now yeah. that it's coming down to like winter, fall time, hiking. I, yeah, I say to myself, let me maybe go do a hike, or I'll do a motorcycle ride, or something like that. But if I don't have something like this, I'll get in, I'll get into a gym. Yeah, I'll do a quick workout or something. Even a nice brisk walk in the cold with a couple of ja with a jacket on, a couple I of jackets. Could, on, I could see myself you. racing cars. I think if I didn't have weight weight training, now I'm thinking about that on a deep. It's still sitting in the back of my mind. Yeah, I don't feel like I answered that question thoroughly. That's why it's bothering no, me. No, it's it's something that is it's a weighty and provides a lot of thought. How would you know? You know the the reason why I asked it too is because I feel like it wouldn't matter what you what you would or wouldn't be doing if you weren't in the gym. You just know that it by being active. It did help your mental state, and you need to Tremendous. you need to continue doing that in some fashion. Yes, and absolutely. same thing for myself. Where even if it wasn't the gym, it needs to be in some capacity because I know that's my trigger. I know that's going to create a positive space for myself. You know, what also works for me. If I don't work out, 
I like at least I have to be distracted with clients because I'm putting work into them. Mm. That's endorphin release too. The next day of progression with a client, when they make progression, you you make progression. When they win, you win. You see? Yeah, that's, it's a it's a that's what I love about this kind of stuff. It, I feel like any type of athletic sport and why I think I was so drawn to it is because there is a camaraderie factor, but it's also a gratifying thing of, you know, I just what you were saying, going back and giving something back to clients and you knew that you changed their life for their day. Oh yeah. You know that they can carry these things. I know for me, I carry it with me for life. I'm like, I'm like your human sponge. <laughs> I carry everything that you say and I lock it in a little, a little base. So even it makes if you better, right? It, it totally makes me better. You know, no matter what. I locked that in too if it made me better, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's reciprocated. You know, it's even twice the amount of endorphin release. When you got the clients to help, compound what a, a great training day for yourself. So if I had an hour of training, yeah. tearing my body apart, an hour and a half recovery, four or five clients straight, making progress, you go home like you, you won the day. That's my definition, at least. It's all how you feel to attain that. That's that's what does it for me, right? It, I mean, it, even feeling accomplished. I remember I just did a I just did a recent leg workout, and I had gotten home the same day, and I felt like, you know, I, I felt like someone had taken a hammer and hammered my bones down. <laughs> it sounds really extreme. No, I, I, was, I, I can relate to it though. I was so broken apart because I I just ripped things apart for thirty minutes, but it was only thirty minutes. But you know what that comes and from? And I felt amazing afterwards. Even though I was, you know, in the room, like, thank God this is over now. I can, let me just, please, and I could just sit down and watch TV and have a cup of tea or something. Have a nice, nice meal. And I felt, even though I was in pain in a good way, I felt I accomplished something. And that was the endorphin release for me. That was great for the day. Absolutely. Why do you think that happened? I feel it happened that way for myself. I don't know. Maybe I, I go in there and it stimulates something for me once I enter the gym. It makes it makes me feel like I'm, and I don't know if I'm going to do this, but I might very soon. Who knows? But I, uh, it makes me feel like I want to get back on the stage again. What do you think? It activates something in my brain where it's like, okay, it's go time. Okay. So Let's challenge myself again. Let's get to this level again. That's I need to make it hard. That's motivational. How about... um? physiologically yeah what's going on that when you first go in there you feel like there's something taking a bat <laughs> to your joints yes. hammer to your joints right like a mallet and what happens when you just suddenly feel fine after that what do you think that is it has to be recovery it is what kind of recovery were you thinking of because i'm thinking of it in a well, different way where it's it, like oh yeah you take your nutrients or macronutrients and you'll eventually over time you'll feel recovered not just what i think it's what i really believe is is true so I think um, when you feel that first, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh, like your body's like a holly on a bad piece of road, everything hurts. Yeah. Every time you bump and you hit, you're feeling your gum line, it's that bad. Is your body getting that tight over that time you pro probably took off? And that's a sign of the muscles all gunked up, you know, all gunked up, all tight, probably hadn't had much movement. Well, that's what you said. When you go in there, you're like, John, just go and, go and foam roll your calf. And I went, all right. Yeah. And it was like the most incredible pain. Oh, it's excruciating. I mean, it was really bad. And I have tattoos and it was really bad. But it was just like, okay. 
but it felt amazing afterwards because you're right. I got that gunk out. I was rolling my calf one time on the seated calf, the peg that holds the plates. That's where I did it on. So you press on the, the, the tight muscle just beneath it by the insertion and you slowly push your weight into it and you roll. Sweat was going down the crack of my ass. I'm not even lying. Because it's like a cold you're using sweat. It's like God. You, you do help know, me. you probably know how many calories you're expending just from grinding all that pain. I remember on my way to start my workout, one of my friends goes, What are you doing? Um arms or something? Everything's sweating. I'm like, no, you're looking at my back. It's sweating from bending down from all my calves. He's like, How's that an exercise? It was from my back. It was sweat pulling down into the crack of my ass. What do you think? Yeah, like you, you should try it out. You know, I I have such a fun time chatting with these uh, these conversations with you because I feel like we've we've talked at length with this kind of stuff uh, over the phone, and I, just putting it on something like this medium or making it active for people to engage in and viewers to engage in and you know comment and stuff. It's really I don't know. It makes me feel like uh, I'm happy about being able to give back like that. I'm happy uh, that we're able to use this as a source of. Uh, promoting whatever positive energy you can and you know i mean it, it goes both ways i mean we we love people watching because we feel like you feel like when you're done with the client you've yeah you've accomplished that part of yourself and you've given that to to everyone so i hope when everyone does watch this i uh, know that we are putting ourselves fully out there with you know almost no filter and in, in uh and i guess youtube terms or etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know what i mean we're being as honest as we possibly can and I love doing this with you, but I would like for you to. What Johnny is yeah. also saying for those who don't understand is called gratitude. So he's saying Absolutely. that for those out there who, you know, have probably have not given as much to us in return, and we will out. It inspired us to go train on our own and make ourselves strong. Well, we didn't have no one to do that for us, but it's it's been so good to us training hard fitness that we look a lot better than most people should at our ages too. We feel like we want to give something back, like we owe someone something. The sport. And how am I going to pay the sport? I can't make a check payable to the sport. Who is it? It's you people. Absolutely. I mean, that's the main thing is that, you know, we appreciate all this stuff and we appreciate you guys and, and uh, hopefully you love more of the content and you'll, you'll want to see more from us. But I also uh, would love for you to take us out uh, of, this, of this segment. And uh, if you want to say something to the audience about um, what, uh, what positive things have inspired you to push through? Um, I'll let you leave us off with that. Push me through what? Um, push you through uh, a negative impact in your life in order to make it something positive um, that you've carried with you. It could be something gym related. It could be something that you did today. Um, it could be any little, any little tiny thing that would help someone out there if they're, if they're struggling with that. Yeah, I know exactly what I'll say. It's true. I'm going to school part-time. haven't been vaccinated, so they won't let me on campus. <laughs> so I'm doing school through Zoom. And sometimes I forget. A lot of people tell me, how does it feel going back to school with them 19-year-olds? I says, what do you mean? Elaborate. They go, does it feel weird, like a little intimidating? I said, they should be intimidated by what I know. So I'm going in for physical therapy assistant. You know what that means? Oh, what does that mean? It sounds like English, but I don't understand it. It means that I already have an understanding of anatomy, physiology, and kinesiology. So they should look out for me. Plus, I'm going through Zoom anyway because I wasn't vaccinated. 
So how are they going to be around there to be threatened? Okay, sure enough. I'm like, wow, I, I thought I was taking it personal. Well, my professor didn't like me. She's pounding me into the pavement with homework so much, getting overwhelmed. I said to myself, I can't still train at the same level. Plus, I got clients I got to cater to. By the time I get to the Zoom thing, I'm working on one and a half brain cells. So I got overwhelmed. And for days, I said, I got to live in the library where I can go on a laptop. I don't use a laptop. I'm old school. So to do homework. So for three days, I'm sitting there drinking all these caffeinated beverages to keep my tension span high and strong. But in the interim, I ran into a rut. I didn't spend much time in the gym other than my clients. So one day I just says, you know what? Fuck this. I seen it in my behavior, how I was training, how I was treating people. Inadvertently, of course. I says, this is not my character. Usually I talk more. Um, maybe I'm being overly critical of something I shouldn't be. Maybe there's something wrong with me. So I got to get back in the gym. So it's a mental check-in for me. The same way I check myself in the gym for mental well-being. So it goes hand in hand. So it was school. Had a hard time balancing homework being thrown at me 98 miles an hour. You know? Yeah, man. I think that's a great way to, great way to end it off. And, uh, you know, we, we love you guys. And, uh, <laughs> again, this is uh, I'm John Kioskarigis, uh, the one half of the Fitness uh, Training Game podcast with my brother here, John. John DePaulo. And uh, you can follow me, of course, on Instagram at John underscore Kioskarigis. You can also follow Training Game Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts. Patreon will be coming as well as our merchandise store. Um, but you can get all these kind of cool little goodies and uh, we're, we're putting our heart into it. So we hope you enjoy it. And uh, you don't have to, you know, apply for a lot. You just, if you want to pay a dollar, that's all you, that's all you have to do. It's fine with us. Um, Cause we're going to give you some cool content, cool goodies. Um, pretty cheap for real genuine advice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but we hope to see you all next week. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we will see you then. <laughs>